last time on the praise down. Hey, Hannah, don't know why I'm asking. This just kind of popped into my head, but uh, what's your relationship with your family like? Uh, not great lately. They uh, they disowned me pretty recently, but one time I saw my parents dance to Love Liberty Disco, which wait, is an amazing Wait, 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 holy shit, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty cool about it. it uh, when did that know. happen? A month ago. Okay. So the song from the the song from the, in the belly and the whale, the song from uh, from the the Jonah movie is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm this is Alex, whose voice is different from Hannah Smith's voice. Yes, I recognize your voice, Alex. Thank you. I agree that uh, in the belly of a whale is a perfect song. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. She's okay, right? Here's the thing. Yes. <laughs> it's terrifying. She's more powerful than all of us. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being on the Praise Down. Tune in with us next week when we talk to Dustin Sells and nobody else. And welcome to the Praise Down with Heath and Alex. I'm Heath. I'm Alex. And we're two sweet boys who aren't currently religious but want to talk religion and Christian music with you guys anyway. Uh, here in the studio today is Dustin Sells. Hey, Dustin. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty, uh, pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm fine. How are you doing? I can't complain. That's good. Also, uh, Dalton Dalton Stewart is here. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, doofuses. Yeah. Uh, so you you do this this dang show in my apartment every week. Yeah. Uh, and now you got my friggin' podcast co-host on here. Uh, yeah. And nary uh, nary a syllable for me. Uh, you know what? Uh, hurts my feelings. Uh, uh, Dalton Stewart, everybody, it's, like it's, it's good to have him here. Time uh, to face the music. Time to face uh, the Christian it's contemporary, Christian contemporary music. Contemporary rap rock. The only reason why I was here to get away from him, I'm kind of sad right now. I mean, we could have done this literally anywhere else. I don't know. Oh, and there he go. I guess that's all he wanted to do. Thanks oh, for, thanks he's for coming back. by, buddy. Oh, he's you you don't want to get your money's worth? I mean, I guess, if you insist. Yeah, come on. Um, well, you know, I was just going to quietly fade away like um, like the 70s Hulk TV show. <laughs> or um, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. That was a very loud fading away, actually. He that caused was, a lot yeah, of property he, damage. Yeah, did, Have you seen lightning? movies? Is that your thing? <laughs> oh, oh, aren't man. you saucy? Man. Why don't you go steal the Mona Lisa, you dang art thief? <laughs> it's heavily guarded. Is this an That's, explicit show? Yeah, it it's is. It's explicit. Okay, I was trying. Really, I didn't know. I assumed it was because it's YouTube, but yeah. also the content, I wasn't sure. I have been dancing around the F word for about ten minutes now. Oh, you can oh, you man. can dance with you can dance with the F devil if you want. No, I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can keep it holstered. Actually, okay, uh, okay. I'm so sweary on Dustin and I's podcast. Isn't that right, pops? Uh, that is very accurate. Uh, I also want to bring up that uh, Art Thief is my favorite roast for Heath. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's sure. it's very good. It's so, it's so funny. funny. I uh, I came up with one for myself, mm -hmm. and it's that I look like that most American of beasts, the homeless gamer. Oh my! Just, oh my! What have I done? Also, Millennial Grimace is good. <laughs> I'm gonna use that for my brother. I'm gonna use that to roast my brother. Here's the thing: I get it. Uh, I get why you would have Dustin on before me. Yeah. Uh, I'm basically aligned similarly to both of you. Right, um, you know, we're, we're we're lapsed boys who are into the the spiritual and the mystical. Yeah, you, you've seen it. Um, but Dustin's a, a real pastor. Yeah. Did, wait, Alex, did you say you've seen it? You've seen it. You know what religion is. Yeah, I've you know seen about it. it. I've been there. Yeah, I uh, thought you were saying you've seen it in like a transcendent kind of psychedelic way. 
I mean, that's also true. Yeah. Important. You've seen it. You've yeah. seen it. It's on DMT. You guys are silly boys. I, Just I kidding. Nobody so should do drugs. Let's let's uh, let's jump into the. Uh... So yeah, I, I get it. Dustin's a professional. I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna I'm gonna take my leave. Um, hit him with that sauce, Dad. Bye, Dalton. Bye, Dalton. Now, Dustin. Uh, hey, how's it going? Hi. Uh, do you want to go ahead and explain the reference? Hit him with that sauce, Deb. No, I don't know what that means. Okay, I don't good. know what that's going. What's all going right. on that at all? I'm not sure if I like that. I don't like. I don't like hit him <laughs> with that sauce, uh, unless it's uh, a, a, a nice tangy barbecue sauce or a pier hitting you with it. What? A sauce? So- what? A, a pier? A pier of yours? Not your dad? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking a wooden structure to dock boats. Oh, that's what I was thinking too. Also, I was very confused. Yeah, I was like a pier. Does he mean pear? I was. Yeah, I had no, uh, no idea what no, was going on. It's okay. I understand why that was probably convoluted. Let's jump in. Let's yeah. get into it. So, Dustin, where are you at? Where are you at with the Lord? <laughs> I, I I'm still a practicing Christian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I, I still have that understanding. I went to seminary, so I'm a full house. I'm a master pastor, I guess, Ooh. right? If you get a master's degree, does that make yeah. you that? I think, mm-hmm. I think it does. I was wanting to be a time lord, but I guess that'll do. Um, but you only got one heart and it's full of a lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you could say that accurately. I, I I'm probably Sorry. in a weird place on the spectrum for yeah. uh, pastors that you've hung out with. Um, mm. Heath knows this better. I know Heath a bit more socially than I do Alex already, and uh, so I, I probably don't act like, talk like, think like most guys on the team. Mm. Uh, so I'm I, I'm definitely very much one of those very spiritual people. I just I happen to think that there's a story that helps me particularly, and okay. so I continue in that. What's okay. the What's the particular story to uh, you? I think the idea of giving your life for someone else and to have that singular person to be a person executed by the state and extending forgiveness and preaching nonviolence seems to be a very motivating and moving uh, set of stories and frames and rails um, for a life living. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, uh, did you were, did you always grow up Christian? I oh yeah, I grew up in a, a I guess what you'd call a semi a nominal semi practicing uh, home. Uh, my uh, my grandparents uh, went to church some when I was a child uh, here and there. Uh, at one point, I was sent to Christian school by them, uh, but mm. that was probably motivated more by racism than it would have been motivated by particularly religious instruction, which is most the story of you know. Christian private, small Christian private schools. Oh, so like motivated by racism in that they didn't want you mingling with the undesirables? Well, they wouldn't have said it like that. They would have said it's a better environment for you. There'll be less trouble, Mm -hmm. you know, implying that. Yeah, uh, trouble somehow racially bound. Yeah. Did you have a good time there? Do you feel like you should have been somewhere else? Oh, yeah. I mean, no one talks about religious school and go, yeah, man, love that. It was strict. It was tough. Uh, it was, but it was okay. It was a good education. I was learning to read, uh, in a more advanced kind of way, uh, than in other situations. So I'm, I'm tackling stuff that really kind of prepared me and set me, I guess, you know, set me with an advantage. So, yeah, it was still private school. So you got some of those benefits. Y- yeah. Yeah. Part of me was kind of hoping you were, you would have stopped it. 
I, they taught me to read. <laughs> what else is there to know about? That's all the things I know is just to read, right? Nice. Therefore, I can drive safely. Yeah. Taught me to read English, Greek, Latin, and Aramaic, and not math. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, li- num- yeah, the liberal arts or the classical education they're good mm-hmm. at. The the maths and sciences, yeah. uh, well, they're still debating whether or not the Earth's as old as it is. And that's – so that leaves some problems. Which is a little crazy. That is a little crazy. It's I, a lot of crazy. What branch of the sciences do you think has the most Christians? What branch of the science? I think it's like a, it's like a physicist, like theoretical physicists is what I think I read at some point because quantum theory. And the idea that the entire universe is built out of relationships. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Can, I guess you kind of, like, if you learn, like, a Ricky Gervais amount of science, you become an atheist. But then if you, like, <laughs> really study physics, you kind of loop back around again. Well, you're definitely uh, less convinced. Right. That, that, that you, you're more open to possibility. Like, yeah. we, like, we just talked about this outside, uh, but... Atheists feel like people who deconstructed their faith that they grew up with and then decided that they were done deconstructing and yeah. were just really proud of the deconstruction that they've already done and are just going to kind of sit on their uh, throne, be the mayor of deconstruction town in their heads. <laughs> it's like they built one good deck 15 years ago and they're still like, you know, I'm a pretty good craftsman. I could probably get in. The-. It's like that dad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I thought when you said deck, I was like, I thought you meant cards. Oh, we keep doing this. <laughs> this keeps <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I would beat anybody in a game of Yu-Gi-Oh if we used the 2007 rule book. I know a lot of things are a lot of things are different now, but uh, stop being real Yu-Gi-Oh after uh, the Egyptian gods came out. <laughs> That's a hot take. Is that is that take hot? I I don't know. I don't know what the good Yu-Gi-Oh takes are. Listeners, call in. <laughs> Let us know your Yu-Gi-Oh takes. You want to just like try some try some good Yu-Gi-Oh takes? Yeah, yeah, do it. Blue Eyes White Dragon has always been a piece of shit card, and it's it it was a piece of shit card when it was cool, and it is now. It's too expensive to summon, and it's not worth it. Uh, here's mine. No, there are no black people in the Yu-Gi-Oh cartoon. Is that a take or an observation? It's an observation that I think qualifies as a take. I think so, too. And now that you've... Dustin? Sorry you guys played so much Yu-Gi-Oh. I was too busy driving cars and kissing girls. Oh, at the same time, that's dangerous. You're a wild man. <laughs> you can't kiss and play Yu-Gi-Oh at the same time. you got to look at the cards. It's also yeah. difficult to kiss and drive at the same time. You'll, I suppose. you'll, you'll <laughs> never win a game of Yu-Gi-Oh if you're busy kissing girls. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's probably accurate. Okay, okay so now that we've established... A series of mirrors. That's how you kiss and drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. So now that we've established that your priorities aren't straight... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your relationship with Christian music? With Christian music, so... As I was aging, and I was, again, sort of, you know, quasi-anomaly, going to church some, Christian school stuff a little bit. But once I entered into uh, youth group age, when I, once I, when I turned 13, um, I started going to church a lot. Um, uh, well, I say that. Off and on at 13, I really started going a lot when I was 15. And because uh, I found out there were girls and pizza there. And what else does a man want? Yeah. Uh, you know, so. 
anyway, so that's that was sort of my motivation in getting into all of that kind of stuff. And while we were doing that, Christian music as the CCM, as the sort of alternative movement was happening in the 90s, there was suddenly Christian rock that didn't just wasn't a couple like sort of hair metal bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Striper. Be, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, Striper, Petra, um, all of that stuff. Uh, there's another one, Fear Not. Uh, we'll and, have to cover them in the future. Mm-hmm. We've done Striper and Petra. Well, they're oh, they're all of a piece. Okay. So yeah, Fear Not's a thing. Okay. But they they you know then we had DC Talk, the Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, you know right. sort of the the greats and the bigs and like there was variety and it was poppy and it was fun and we would go to concerts and so I've seen a lot of the Christian bands of that era live. Um, Pod is not one of them, and we'll talk about that later. Okay. That feels like it would have been a real show though. Like, going to see P.O.D., that sounds brutal. Well, P.O.D. was a real show, so they got bigger venues, and uh, Uh, they were on Atlantic Records. They weren't a Nashville, you know, Christian band in that (laughs) sense. And, you know, they played OzFest. Right. So there weren't a lot of youth group trips that went to P.O.D. shows either. Bad association. That's so bad. The youth group at OzFest, though, man. There had to have been one youth group that got to OzFest. I want there to be a Christian band that sounds like Ozzy Osbourne. Hmm. I don't. I don't have an. Do, do you know of anyone? Stave Saker a little bit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Christian Ozzy Osbourne would be sweet. It would be so good. Just Christian stoner metal. <laughs> That's awesome. Just Christian psychedelic rock in general. Yeah. What the heck? I. Oh, I feel like there is some of that. I couldn't name there has anything, to be, but right? I feel like that exists. I that has need to it. Be real. Yeah, you know, Christian bands full of guys who've seen it. Yeah, they they know about <laughs> it. I love that turn of phrase now. And I, we just I accidentally what, for the, it. like that sort of 60s stoner kind of generation, um, there was this sort of huge movement of hippies that found faith within the story. Like they had, they were exactly what you described. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy called Keith Green. Um, who was sort of their Bob Dylan troubadour kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So it's more 60s into the 70s, sort of that uh, singer-songwriter kind of thing. The Jesus movement. Mm-hmm. But, it, but the Jesus doing. movement is what I'm talking about. And it does very much have that kind of 60s feel, and you could feel psychedelia being something that's influential there. So it's nice. worth checking out. Nice. That's awesome. Keith Green. That. That's a deep pull. That's amazing. I love a deep pull. Man, we're getting so many recommendations from you right that out was of the gate. there was like real Christian music. So. Right. Oh, that's that's really, really, That's really, really cool. cool. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, I just had something. Um, so you started going back to youth group when you were 15. Was it just girls and pizza or did like something fall into place for you there? No, I was completely disinterested in anything spiritual, really. I was like, ah, whatever with that. You know, I, I mm-hmm. believed in God and, you know, wouldn't want to make him mad. But that was about as far as my religiosity went at that time. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, no, it was just girls and pizza. You know, sometimes I went to concerts. Driving cars, kissing girls, eating pizza. Going to concerts. Suspicious lack of Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. We had Pokemon, man. I'm a little older than you guys. We got to remember that. Okay. All right. All right. But you were, you were doing that? I, I, I did not ever own a Pokemon deck in my life, <sighs> but I knew what it was. Well, kissing girls takes a lot of time. Yeah. It does. It, it Tell me, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of time for just a moment. It makes it sound like I'm it's a person such a I really off. wasn't. I am not a handsome person, <laughs> and I'm a late bloomer at that. So it's a bad combination. <laughs> oh, so um. So at what point did your interest in the church go from uh, just constantly making out to really taking it seriously? 
uh, church camp, actually. I went to church camp. I got finally convinced into doing that. And I didn't really, again, like the company of Christians and that kind of stuff a whole lot, but I did like the company of ladies and a buddy of mine. Oh, yeah. This this story is kind of hilarious in that way. A buddy of mine says, you ought to come to camp. It's Baptist camp, so it's Falls Creek because Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a very, very large youth camp. It, at that time, was running about 6,000 students per week for about six weeks. Yeah. So we're talking 36,000 kids running through this camp over the course of the summer. And he says, yeah, it's going to be 6,000 people. We're going to be singing and i'm like six i don't want to i don't like hanging out with 90 of you guys why would i want to hang out with six thousand of you and he says yeah but three thousand will be girls and i said okay where do i sign and again so um i was motivated by ulterior um, purposes three thousand girls but uh, yeah i had had a spiritual encounter there and uh i don't know did we do that now is this is this what we do here yeah, yeah we okay, do that because yeah. you guys are like comedians and like this is like serious and like maybe not so funny so I that's just, no we this do is that all here. yeah we're, we're down for <laughs> okay everything. yeah all right cool cool because I'm, I'm excited to hear the show once it finally does release yeah. so this is we're recording i'm telling you dear listener i guess we're traveling in time Ooh. as we do this sort of stuff yeah well, this is the time travel harp this is but the spiritual experience that I had was uh, we were – man, I don't know. It's Friday night in the cabin. You know, They're doing the big you know, sort of emotive stuff mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, and that sort of you know, church camp manipulation that happens, which is a the thing. The lights, the fog, the PowerPoint. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the bloody talk. Right? The major oh, key yeah. tonality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can honestly tell you I have no idea what dude was talking about. I have none whatsoever, and I don't even care. You know? um, it, that, that, that was not important. But uh, a thing for me, I was living with my grandparents, as I mentioned. I've been living with them since I was three years old. So um, my father was just not around. So, you know, all the daddy issue kind of stuff that comes out. And I felt something. I never heard an audible voice of God in my life. So I'm going to be very clear about that. Um, But I definitely felt a sense with an idea that just sort of isn't you pops in. I think that's sort of the way God talks to us. Those ideas that aren't you. Sometimes they're God. Sometimes they're other, perhaps. But anyway, Mm -hmm. that pops in. And it just says, I'm the dad that doesn't leave. And I said, all right, I'll give you a shot. And that's where it is. And that's how it started. Huh. And I haven't, yeah, still still in. That's awesome. Wow. And that's just where you've been since then. Yeah. And what age did that happen at? I was uh, almost 16. Wow. Ooh, yeah. That's a, that's a late get. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a late get for the big guy. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, typically yeah. I think you're probably right. That's cool. So, did you go to a lot of church camps after that? Yeah, I went to camp every year um, yeah. while I finished high school. I went mm-hmm. back and uh, was a counselor one my very first year of college, and then um, not very long after that, I'm doing youth pastor work, and so I'm contractually obligated, but despite the fact I'm an adult, to keep going to camp right. all the time. I think I stopped going to camp. Oh, I want to say 2011, something like that. Mm. So until I was 31, I was going to camp all the time. You know, it's uh, it's getting good again. They've started doing EDM at these. Have camps. they? Yeah, oh yeah, EDM at the at the big youth camps. What? Christian EDM. My sister took me to a church that had a big youth thing. She's thinking about going to college there. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was just like a big like EDM track with like a drop, and everybody got it. Just like this big is real it o- dirty is it, drop for Jesus. Is it OBU? I don't think it's OBU. It's some like tiny, tiny Christian zone. They so, they do a camp. I'm gonna say the thing that probably no one is thinking right now. Okay, I love this idea. Yeah, yeah and, and and the reason why 
is uh, uh, this is this is sort of a significant problem in Protestant spirituality, which is overwhelmingly text based. Right, you read the book, you understand the book, you memorize the book. Your spirituality is measured by how many underlines and highlights and dog ears you've got in your yeah. book. You know that person is spiritual. Like that, no, it means that person reads. Anyway, I, mm. I digress. Mm. Um, but it is so much between the ears. And it is so much about arguments about either politics or theology or whatever. It's it's very, very intellectual as an exercise. And the thing that one of the things is lost in Western Christian spirituality is movement of the body. That when you're feeling and you're thinking a thing, you by moving your body, you can also begin to make those con- connections and contacts. It's not just the emotive to an extent or just the intellectual, but it's also just, you know, you could well. You could do the Muslims have been doing this forever. The dervishes, yeah. right? The whirling mm-hmm. dervishes. That's that's a Muslim prayer practice. Mm-hmm. So same idea. Mm-hmm. So we, we, weirdly, I actually dig that. Even though I'm usually the guy like, oh, your new idea is just you're just trying to be hip. Yeah. Right. Uh, we've talked before about the. We've talked before on this podcast about the distinction between Christian music and worship music, and the fact that there is a difference of goals. Absolutely. The the goal with worship being having an experience right Mm -hmm. yeah which uh i don't know uh i don't know if you know brad chad porter but we had him on for the first episode um he staunchly believed that all christian music is trash but had a soft spot for worship for this reason it's it's because worship can't help but be sincere yeah well, and it, it it evinces that sincerity, right? Yeah. So it definitely does that. It has, and it also has the intentional purpose to be something that you would sing along to sort of internalize some sort of message, right? And it, it is much more singable uh, sort of stuff, you know, with your audio adrenalines and newsboys aside, which are very singable things, right? You, but you also usually, very lyrically dense. Lyrically dense. You usually learn the chorus, and sometimes you might put together the verse if it just happens to be your absolute favorite song. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, that's the only bit you're sort of singing. There's other things going on with that worship music on the other hand you're supposed to be singing the whole of the uh, verse chorus bridge etc right and to do that in order to again internalize certain ideas it's a group meditation kind of thing absolutely it's absolutely that yeah that's what it is it's like a group set kind of um so your denominational background you said uh you said wesleyan before i'm a wesleyan now yeah which is not that there is a a denomination known as the wesleyan church i'm actually a member of uh, an ordained elder uh in the church of the nazarene which i always find to be hilarious um but um i was actually initially involved in another small wesleyan evangelical group called the church of god anderson but um they're like there's really no difference between them and the cats i hang out with now it's like a double a baseball to a Major League Baseball version, the same thing, same game, same rules. Are there um, are there differences between Wesleyans and Methodists? Uh, Me- Methodists are Wesleyans, um, absolutely. We're, we're all Wesleyans together, um, but Methodists are a more liturgical version of it, and I'm in a more um, evangelical sort of uh, flavor. Okay, so uh, so is... still evangelical like a Baptist, but I'm feel I'm I, I have a theology like a Methodist. Sure, so Methodist, Baptist, paper bag, shaking hard, you get one of me. <laughs> I like that kind of a best of both worlds thing. I really, you really Missy Elliotted that explanation, which I liked. <laughs> um, so Wesleyanism is like an umbrella for other denominations underneath. It, it's a theological um, branch, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. within Protestants, uh, there's like three big branches, right? Yeah, I mean. Oh, am I going to do Sunday school now? I don't know. Is You're it, allowed to. Yeah, I'm, we're I'm in Sunday like school. Let's biggest nerd ever you've had feel on this free show. To, <laughs> feel free to nerd. We enjoy a good nerd. So in Protestantism, those like big 
three three theological schools. There's basically John Calvin, which is the hard predestination to soft predestination mm-hmm. uh, sort of versions of uh, theology. Um, there's Wesleyanism, which is a free will uh, style, which also um, is much more emphasized in sort of external holiness um, in service and or what you do with your body. Um, and then lastly, there's Pentecostalism. And so uh, Wesleyanism is a, is a huge branch, and that's Methodists and uh, Free Methodists, United Methodists, all the sort of various species of those, mm-hmm. um, and other the, the Wesleyan Church and other Wesleyan denominations, some influence in some of the other uh, denominations as well. So it's kind of a it's – a, it's a theological tradition, I guess. Okay. I can't believe I don't already know this stuff, but uh, where which, uh, which of those three schools does uh... – the Baptist Church fall under. Oh, they're a Calvinist school. They're a reform school. Really? Yeah, they're okay. also influenced very much by revivalism. So it's a it's a movement that doesn't necessarily affect like Presbyterians, mm-hmm. you know, as much. But yeah, they're um, they're they um, Southern Baptists are what we almost call a a three point or a two point Calvinist. They don't believe in necessarily full out predestination of the sort of uh, duck duck damned kind mm-hmm. of uh, right. predestination. Uh, but they, they do something more like everyone can choose but once you choose your end, and so free will sort of goes away then. Mm-hmm. And uh, perseverance of the saints follows that. So yeah, they're, they're, they're reformed or Calvinist, yeah. Wow, so, okay. Cool. But then free will Baptist would be Wesleyan they would they they're one of those that go kind of you know they might be uh just simply they reject the points of uh calvinism and therefore mm-hmm. eternal security or they may be more wesleyan they sort of vary from church i mean ter- every single congregation's different so yeah. there can be there can be a little bit of variation there because there's a lot of bleed over between sort of full out wesleyans and evangelicals that just reject the um eternal security doctrine thing right we in my family we went methodist to free will baptist and it wasn't such a huge jump except that in free will baptist everybody hides their drinking <laughs> right yeah they do tend yeah. to be teetotalers yeah and just eat uh donuts more often just in my experience donuts and breakfast it's so good which which denomination eats the most donuts oh good question I am not. <laughs> I will not be on record saying anything like that about the Presbyterians. <laughs> uh, Jillian is uh, is gesturing enthusiastically because she sings at a Presbyterian church. Nice. And they, it's, it's just a nonstop. Every Sunday. There's just two boxes of two dozen. Hey Jill, while well, you've got the mic, um, what's what's the average donut consumption at that church you're singing at? Uh, for the people in the choir, like four. per person, per four? <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, it depends. Uh, there's okay, so there's regular donuts, and then there's donut holes, and then there's whatever the choir, like people in the congregation, have made themselves. Uh, yes, uh, cookies, a lot of cookies. Um. There is usually a box that's the fancy different kind, like the variety, and then a box of glaze. And all of the fancy variety are gone before the service has started, usually by the people in the choir, like myself. And then you uh, get paid in the fun box of donuts. You get paid in actual money and also donuts. Uh, but that's essentially it. And then the the money is inside the donut. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we eat so many donuts, is we gotta get as much money as we can. You gotta get your money's worth. And the donut holes are filled with coins. Thank you so much, Joe. <laughs> donut holes are filled with coins. Now now I'm kind of stuck in this track, obviously. Where um I'm I'm pretty sure that um it's kind of a toss up between 
Baptists and non-denominationals for which denomination plays the most Xbox? Oh, yeah. Like on church grounds. Yes, absolutely. Well, my it's funny. My Methodist church was a PS2 church. Oh. And then when we moved to the Baptist church, it was all Xbox. This, I will, this I will seems like a difference say, of doctrine. I, I think I can make a firm statement here. It's going to be the non-denominationals. And there's actually a real-life reason for it Go. But between them and Baptists. Because Baptist churches, they're not all like those sort of up-and-coming, hip, edgy, you know, with names like relevant kind of... All the dot uh, TVs. Yeah, mm-hmm. dot TV kind of churches. So they're, they're, there's, there's some of them that are them, but there are many more of them that your grandmother goes to. Many, many mm-hmm. more of them. So I think percentage-wise, uh, you're going to see a lot more because it's pretty much all the non-denoms that are doing that. Again, Xboxes in the youth room kind of thing. No, that's a super fair point. That's a really fair point. I did. I, I really kind of feel bad that I have that much reasoning and logic behind an answer for that. <laughs> that's no, exactly we what we want at we all are. times. This, this is not. Yeah, we're both so happy yeah. that, about all of this. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I, I do think that there are probably a lot of professional air hockey players who are youth pastors. Uh, I think that, yeah, that are foosball. Oh. They, yeah, they, they do rock them some foosball. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. If, if it's fancy pants, they have a shuffleboard, too. A shuffleboard? We yeah. had a shuffleboard, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fancy pants church. It wasn't, well, it wasn't until it changed from regular church to mega church right before we left. Ah. Uh... Is uh, it an official upgrade? It is. It was in our you case. Really it was are a, doing just, a disservice by calling them mega churches because it almost sounds complimentary. You should be calling uh, them mick churches. It. Yeah, oh it was, it yeah. Got, yeah. It just got big. That's how you punch up. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. For sure is. <laughs> um, is there like a noticeable sh- noticeable shift for when a church goes mick when it ends the mick? On? Yeah. Yeah, there is. It, it politics become a lot more important. People start volunteers start gunning for jobs. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to make the job the, the joke there about McDonald's, like the Mick communion with the Mick wafer. I bet the Mick wafer is a lot tastier, but a lot worse for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's accurate. It's your daily allowance of sodium in one wave. It's a donut hole. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But it's just mashed. The wine is just great Fanta. <laughs> it's Baja Blast. It's Baja. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. We'll just go the full route. It's going to be pizza slices and mm. Baja Blast. Yep, mm-hmm. the body and the blast. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. You're listening to The Body and the Blast. I am the blast. And I'm the body. Uh <laughs> Domino's, Domino's Pizza Delivery. <laughs> That's all I got. That's, that's the most Latin-sounding one, so it's the funniest. There's, there's something incredibly funny about the premise of churches becoming absurdly capitalist. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. and also in complete contradiction to their primary text, but mm. don't get me started. Right, right. I mean, we can get started if you... If you prefer. Oh, that that Jesus was a leftist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's dig in. By the way. Well, I mean, clearly this idea that the the people whose side God is on are not the people who have the most wealth, which is Mm -hmm. fundamentally the idea behind capitalism anyway, is to be that person at the top of the pyramid, work very hard to do that. And that's where the Protestant work ethic comes from, uh, which is just cultural process because it doesn't again come for the text but jesus talks about how um the, the, this is a crazy thing hey, let me do let me do some preacher ninjutsu real yeah, quick go ahead. please a little bible kung fu for you 
Um, so when he says, like, uh, blessed are the poor in uh, Luke's gospel or the poor in spirit in Matthew's gospel, but the, the poor, uh, people usually say, you know, these are people that uh, do good things and God blesses them, right, because of who they are or whatever. But actually, it's, it's the announcement that God's on those folks' side. Like that's you know, and that's just one of those statements where the the people who God the people whose side God is on the blessed ones that would be the poor, the poor in spirit, it'd be those who mourn, it'd be those who hunger and thirst. Those are the people whose side God is on, not the people who are keeping the money away from them because of the concentration of wealth and you know other ideas that follow Jesus that He inspired. But we're not going to do political theory. Um, and we then can. the Book of Acts, you know, where they basically share everything and they say, hey, you know what? It turns out if we have stuff. We have stuff instead of just I have stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you need some of my stuff, then um, you're welcome to it. And it's just it's not mine. It's ours. That seems to be quite leftist also. So, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Like uh, what is what is it like to each according to visibility to each according to their need? Right. Something? Which yeah. is um, yeah, from each to each. Uh, yeah, which is uh, uh, from the Communist Manifesto. Yes, it which is. sounds very much like the Book of Proverbs, but a little bit. nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. whole Bible was about uh, effective. Non- well, not the whole Bible, sorry, but like the Gospels were very largely about effective nonviolent resistance. Right. Yeah, like we talked about this a little bit, like turning the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Con- like today, that means uh, roll over. Most of the time, like roll over and it's going to be fine. Right. But uh, we we talked about this already. But um, in Bible times, here we go. Uh, I got the Sunday school mic now. In Bible times, your left hand was for uh, for wiping your ass with. Right. Yeah. Correct. You that like the left hand was your poop hand. And it's still in many parts of the world today, actually. But yeah, mm. they keep yeah. their poop hands strong. They keep their... <laughs> they keep their poop hands strong. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you were to if you were to punch someone with your right hand, the only hand you have available to do so, punching someone would would mean they're an equal, right? Slapping them would mean that they're below you. So you ha- you can punch or you can slap because you can't like wind back that far. Mm-hmm. That's not how you slap people. But you backhand them with your right hand. And uh, if someone turns if someone strikes you like Jesus said, turn the turn the other cheek what he's saying is turn the cheek so that you have to be punched like if you're gonna come at me you're gonna come at me as an equal i like that a lot yeah it's full of stuff like that and it's really 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 cool yeah, well, I mean, just again, the idea. There's a great ver- kind of a Bible verses now. Yeah, there's this great verse where it talks about how Jesus put the uh, powers to open shame. He triumphed over them uh, in, in the blood of his cross. Um, he disarmed them uh, through the blood of his cross. And this idea that instead of just saying to evil, you know, I will, I will just meet you with equal force, and we'll just keep meeting in the middle, um, to actually uh, to resist evil by absorbing it by saying, "Do your worst." You know, which is uh, the fundamental. And we talked about this the other day too. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, used to say the only thing they were doing by nonviolent resistance was making them do in the light what they've been doing in the dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a way you can affect change because look, people will see that. You know, mm-hmm. and again through that sacrifice for a greater cause and greater purpose, you know, of one's life, one finds a way to change the world for the better. Yeah. Man, this is really good. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, you want to move into Real Christian Hours? Yes, Real uh, Christian Hours. Who up? Who up? <laughs> Dustin's up. Um, we can cut this out later, but you've been asked these already. 
but they've kind of turned into a thing on here. Okay. Um, it's called Real Christian Hours, and it's a, it's a series of questions that we ask the Christians on our podcast. Um, oh, to see if we really are? <laughs> yeah, it's, we're pure, we're, we purity test everybody. If I drown, I'm a Christian? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> That'd be yeah. not a bad anyway. The first one is the first one is uh, the thing that actually inspired the whole thing. How do you pray? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so a, a couple of different ways. Um, being uh, something of an evangelical from that tradition, I do need some help uh, with that. So I use an Episcopal Book of Common Prayer, and so it's got uh, sort of readings that you pray through, and then like daily stuff that sets you up to pray for different things. And also just using the structure of like the Lord's Prayer and the creeds, which is not what my tradition typically does. And it sort of stretches me in a weird way, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and so I use that on like on the daily. So reading the Bible and praying is sort of both the same thing at the same time for me. Um, the other thing I do is I practice a lot of meditation. Um, either, uh, cataphatic that's with something and so that's either using i've got a, a greek orthodox icon a friend commissioned for me um it's about i don't know two foot by a foot and a half it's huge gold leaf hand painted nice. um, icon um uh and so uh, I, I use it sometimes and again it's sort of just you know looking in a place and thinking through you don't again and protestants and evangelicals say this all the time you know those people those those catholics and orthodox they worship these idols these uh pictures or statues or whatever which is stupid because you don't pray to them you pray through them it's it's a different kind of thing yeah it's like a lens right uh, yeah lens kind of thing and then um then just sort of just silent meditation you know where uh, there's i'm thinking i'm trying to think of as little as possible and open up myself to hear whatever um god might be saying yeah, I brought up the cloud of unknowing on the Ben Flint episode. Oh, I love that book. And I, I think I, that I think I butchered yeah. it hard. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it. Uh, could you explain that better than me? Because <laughs> I don't think I did a great job. Well, not having heard your explanation, I assume you did a phenomenal job. Oh, and I'll simply repeat all the things you already said. Sounds good. Uh, but uh, it's an uh, it's a book by an unknown author, and I want to say its century is the twelfth century. Um, it's one of the earliest English books, English language books, um, and one of the earliest versions of English. And uh, it is about the sort of uh, idea that what you need to do in order to understand God is to realize how much you don't understand. And it's all about this sort of shedding of uh, information. So rather than being, again, cataphatic, it's apophatic, it's negative uh, sort of practice. And so you sort of concentrate that you don't know what God's like because God is a spirit, so he's not a man, right? Okay, well... It, therefore, God is not a he. Therefore, you know, God is, God is not, um, God is not an energy source, but God is also not impersonal. And, and just sort of running through how little you know and then embrace your unknowing, uh, which is a, a wonderful idea. Um, it's very, very connected to Zen Buddhism as well. I mean, it's a very similar practice that they do in uh, Japan and China. Huh. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so the the two the two forms of prayer you mentioned are cataphatic and antiphatic. Apophatic, yeah. Apophatic. Okay. Um, what do you feel like those accomplish separately? What are those? What are those? Ex how do those like excel at in your? experience well uh, the, one of two things uh, the, the cataphatic tradition which is anything with any material so that's reading a text right or con concentrating on well even in zen it'd be like concentrating on a koan right mm -hmm. that would that would be you know the text is what you sort of um now koans themselves are designed to sort of empty the mind because there are these sort of riddle enigma things but the the idea that you um you're putting information into yourself and you're trying to again uh ruminate meditate concentrate on the idea um, of those. And so by being a person who does think the story is life-giving, 
my familiarization with the story and the way that uh, those who directly follow Jesus understood that story by concentrating on those ideas and those concepts and, and those individual you know uh, bits of narrative. By doing that, I am changing myself you know in the way that I think I'm, I'm forming new you know synapse connections in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side is realizing, and this is an intentional practice of humility, that uh, you don't know. That you can, even though you may feel like you're advancing in some ways, you're not. There's so much you don't know. Yeah. Um, it says in the order of uh, St. Benedict that we ascend through humility, and it is uh, through praise that we are brought low. And uh, and so it, it's that idea that we're, we're trying to pull some of this uh, humility back into the practice of what we're doing, that we, we want to realize how much and how little we know. So is that the only form that apophatic prayer takes? Uh, well, as, uh, apophatic sort of contemplation is that apophatic prayer, again, would just sort of be to think about as little as possible. Sometimes um, the the sort of Cohen I use, I've got a, a, a prayer rope. It's got 33 knots in it. And so you, every revolution, you know where you're at, and you can say the Lord's Prayer in between. And so you might, again, sort of, again, in a very Zazen kind of way, you know, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, those kind of things. And just sort of, again, that's a concentration on not only how little you know and empty your mind, but also, you know, you've, you're, you don't have all the answers. That There is a hero mm-hmm. in the story and it's not you. So, you know, take yourself down a peg. Wow. I, I really, there's a hero to the story and it's not you. That's cool. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's neat. Um, second question. Um, we kind of we kind of answered this uh, discussing apophatic prayer, but is God humanoid? What's he look like? Doesn't, yeah, he doesn't look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's 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 like the sort of the wrong question. Now, I do believe that God has revealed himself in Jesus in a particular kind of way. Right. Now, what he looked like, I have no idea and, you know, obviously his gender was male. Um, but that being said, there's nothing else that we can know, you know, about, you know, his appearance. But we can sort of look to that to know what God behaves like at least. Uh, yeah. I mean, the behavior is the image. Right. Is essentially what we that's what I think, at least. Uh, finally, Hannah Smith gave us this one. What is the Holy Spirit and what is its job? Uh, okay, that's a great. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, so the Holy Spirit, for me, is again, it's God's presence with us all uh, right now. But it's not the force from Star Wars. It does. It's not an it. It's a. It's a. It's a she, and it's got personality. That's just because the pronouns are typically she in Greek uh, when referring to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. Wow, I had no idea. And frequently that it's called uh, the Spirit is. Uh, uh, I was going to say anthropomorphized, but it's not an it's not a human. It's an animal, metaphorically referred to as a dove, and it's nearly always a she dove. And so uh, that's anyway. Uh, but the spirit is the presence of God again, mostly in people, in human beings. That's where we experience the spirit in ourselves, but more more. Um, importantly between one another and so uh the spirit like if you go to a baseball game you know that certain crowds have a certain kind of spirit right and it, it is a sort of group personality that is the way in which god's spirit works it is it is personality that bonds human beings together and it does has int- it does it, uh, he she has intention well pronouns are hard when you're talking about the spirit um and then that that's what it does. And so the spirit, again, if you're thinking about it as a personality, the personality, again, is a drive towards love. So if you were to reconstruct the Trinity, you might say there's the there's the lover, the beloved and the love between them. And that's that's how they work. That's excellent. Um, wow. I, 
I've got to share something that that makes that extremely relatable to me. The most recent time I partook of the arcane risotto, as it will. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my. Um, I had this crazy idea where I I felt like I was seeing relationships between things more prominently than I was seeing the things having the relationship. Huh. Like I saw the lines, but not the endpoints because the endpoints weren't the reason that things like flowed or something. Yeah. So, I, I, so that kind of vibes on that Holy Spirit metaphor to me. Too. Yeah. I, I believe in something almost exactly like that, that, that the fundamental construct of the universe is love. That's it. You know? Yeah. Everything else is just sort of how it expresses itself. How it expresses or fails to express itself. Right. Yes, boys. Yes, boys. We did it. Praise that. Yeah. Praise that. We saw it. Um, <laughs> I really love that turn of phrase. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> we're are are you guys ready to talk about POD? This I, has been excellent. Yeah, I think I'm ready to talk about. No, oh, we are not ready to talk about POD. Oh, we're not ready to talk about POD yet. We do this every time. We have we're to talk about Barlow so Girl. Dumb. We have to talk about Barlow Girl. I am familiar with the existence of Barlow Girl, but I don't think I could name a track by them. Ever. I I listened to a little bit of Barlow Girl today. They they have an album. Where they're all in a wrestling ring, except the wrestling ring has too many ropes. Oh, That's so it. like a uh, like a Muay Thai ring. Was it probably? Was it like a um... it was four? It was four ropes. Yeah, it's a Muay Thai ring. Okay. Oh, Good to know. I thought I thought you were saying like the ropes went across the ring, like a Michelle Pfeiffer in that one movie with the laser <laughs> situation. No. Okay, so you guys, you guys just want to play the top tracks, maybe, and uh, talk reactions? Yeah, absolutely. All right, and since this is a recommendation by Hannah Smith, thank you, Hannah Smith, um, we're not going to give a review on this album or the artist. Um, we're just going to uh, give initial reactions and kind of maybe tease a later episode. So the, the first one here is Never Alone by Barlow Girl. Okay. It's got a real Paramore vibe to it. It's got a real Paramore vibe to it. And it does I was some... thinking it was like the uh, caffeine-free, zero-calorie version of Evanescence, which is already caffeine-free that, Nope, that's what calorie. I meant. I always do that. Evanescence is what I meant. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sorry. Are Paramore and Evanescence similar? Because I really just went along with you on that. I don't think that they are, but they're the same band in my head. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It, I, I talked about this the last episode i am i don't like rock strings yeah i i listened to this song earlier and i was like oh heath's gonna hate these strings oh the I, use of strings okay I, I, yeah, i'm, I'm yeah. not i'm not into rock strings uh and hannah smith and i hannah and i got into a bit of a scrap over a whether tiff. rock strings are good mm. um so sorry sorry hannah you get to like what you like but i get to like what i like too um, let's move on to <laughs> Hope Will Lead Us On. Barlow Girl. Okay, that's better. Right? That's yeah, better? I, I think so. I'm I'm still having trouble. It's 
I'm having trouble forming any kind of connection to it. Uh, yeah, I I was like, okay, well, if that was on the radio, I don't know if I'd change the station. But just because I wouldn't notice that it was playing. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. It is that unoffensive. That's fair. That's fair. It's. I'm. I too am failing to uh, find some defining characteristics about it. Yeah. Except for the goddamn strings. It's. Yeah, they keep doing it, and they're not going to stop. I listened to a lot of them earlier. I I really need you. Barlow Girl, if you're listening, please come on the show. Barlow but I need Girl. you guys. To, <laughs> I need I need you guys to stop with the strings. Barlow Girl, come on the show. Defend your use of rock strings. Yeah, talk me into rock strings. I'm not. I'm not not gonna be stubborn about it. Um, the next one here on the populars is uh, I need you to love me. Alex, do you want to talk about this? It sounds like the uh, the theme song to Reba. I was going to go with 90s country, too. I <laughs> yeah, absolutely read my mind. It absolutely does sound like... 90s country. Yeah. Oh, L- listener, uh, I asked Alex to talk because he appeared to be having a genuine moment with this song. <laughs> and he wanted to tell me that it was the Reba theme song. Yeah, yeah, no, I was not having a genuine moment at all. <laughs> does anyone tell you you're a broken person? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beautiful ending uh, by Barla Girl, number four. Okay, um, these are, it's very anthemic. It's all very anthemic, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's all kind of samey. Yes. Yeah. They like uh, they like three four a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they they're all huge choruses, but it's are the chords the same? They feel like they're all the same. It definitely does feel like paint by numbers kind of pop music though. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Um all right, they get one more chance to to really wow us here. This is Mirror, the fifth and last most popular track on Spotify by Barlow Girl. Mirror. Here's something. Uh-huh. Is it maybe because everything is the same volume? Everything is mixed to exactly the uh, same yeah, I think mm-hmm. decibel level. And so it just it acts as white noise somehow just because there's no it doesn't hit any kind of buttons in your brain. Right. Yeah. This does do the obligatory track on every album by a female led band, which is some sort of um, you know, you're beautiful on the inside, not the outside song. They're mm-hmm. always doing that sort of again, softer version of like, well, Christina Aguilera is beautiful, I guess would yeah. be a good example. Oh god. Yeah. Which those, is a good song. Those two thousands like lady Christian bands were addicted to doing that. Yeah. And again, yeah. It's, it's it's a fine message, it's a good thing, but I there's always that track on every mm. album that just I don't know, plow new ground. Yeah, for sure. It's it's well tread. Um All right. Uh that's Barlow Girl. Hannah Smith, thank you so much. If we listen to the wrong tracks, uh 
please email us at thepraisedown at gmail.com. Uh, and if you have questions about anything, you can email us too, and we'll we'll reply on here or, or digitally. Digitally via, you know, hey, email. Hey, it's free to email. It's free to email. It's also free to message us on Facebook via, uh, you know, the 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 praise down pa- the Facebook. praise down Facebook page. We like to do this new thing where we do the uh, plugs the right plugs in the middle of the right show. Right in the middle of the show. We don't have sponsors, so uh, this episode we're going to take a quick break here. This episode of the praise down is sponsored by uh, the praise down. Be sure and like their uh, Facebook page. Um, I've heard, I've heard those. There's some pretty good boys. Yeah, the praise down's got hot Yu-Gi-Oh takes, theological discussion, and interview, along with review of hot contemporary Christian bands. Uh, to buy an episode of Praise Down, go to Amazon.com/slash/thepraisedown and enter Praise Down at checkout. We can't say that. We can't set that up. Uh, okay, yeah, don't do that. Um. To buy an episode <laughs> of the Praise Town, just find us in real life and give us $5, and we'll talk to you about Christian music. Yeah, say Praise Down to us when you do it, and mm-hmm. we'll know what it's about. This is a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it okay. is. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know why I keep plugging things I'm not allowed to plug. Because I've been podcasting for like five years, and I haven't made any money yet. I'm like, wait a minute, for selling episodes, this doesn't happen. No, not at all. <laughs> We're a premium cast. Premium cast, be sure to... Gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys ready to talk about POD? Do yes, the re- absolutely. Yes, and thank do, you. Do the dang reason. Um, all right. So, uh, Dustin, I know that you are, uh, scale one to ten, how big of a fan of POD are you? Oh, that's, oh, see, that's a different kind of question. <laughs> I really like them a lot. Do I listen to them all the time? No. Have I listened to these tracks? Before I knew I was going to come on the show, I, I went and re-listened to the three albums I own. And uh, so I, I was thinking about that a little bit. And I don't know. It's probably been two or three years since I've dusted one of them off. So it's not like never, but it's also not something that's on constant repeat. I don't have a POD-flavored station on my Pandora or anything like that. I, I, oh, gosh, I shudder to think. I shudder to think. A POD oh, station. The, the schizophrenia be... of that station. Oh, it'd just be like Christian music, but then also like... like Limp well, Biscuit uh, would be there. Rock. Well, yeah. other, other new Did you rock, say yeah. butt rap? But, butt rock? Like corn, oh. um, Deftones, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Which I'm not, wouldn't be mad about a whole lot, but right. also then back to something like really cheeseball Christian metal kind of stuff. I was... I mean, I'm familiar with butt rock, but I thought you said butt rap. Butt which... rap is... Uh, what is that? Butt rap is Cisco, right? Cisco is butt rap for sure. <laughs> the thong song? Thong, that's thong, butt rap. Thong, thong. Yeah, well, yes. That's it. Yes. What's literally... Uh, okay, literally. well, that's kind of on the nose. It is a little bit. A wee I, bit. Wee bit. The Bloodhound Gang is butt rap that's for butt sure. Rap. Oh. Yeah, that whole that whole steez. Kid Rock, butt rap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my word. Kid uh, rap, weirdly, butt rock. That's not true. There's no band called Kid Rap. Sorry, everybody. There was Kid and Play. Oh, shit, Closest right. we can come. Ugh. There was Coldplay, too. <laughs> we yeah, are their going... rap album's amazing. We can... <laughs> let's talk about P.O.D. Yes, please. Yeah, uh, let's, let's just... So you've, you've got a background with P.O.D. Yeah. Um, they were big when I was uh, uh, first, you know, thinking about doing full-time vocational preacher kind of stuff, right? Okay. So uh, I was thinking about all that kind of stuff, and they were a big deal at the time. They're sort of popular. I'm taking kids on trips. Uh, particularly, I have to say, uh, the the Satellite album. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, their fourth album, but their second album on Atlantic. So the second album, as far as popularity is concerned. Yeah. But there are two, like, sort of smaller, almost independently produced albums before that. Anyway, uh, Satellite, which is the song that's got uh, Youth of the Nation. Yes. Right, which was big reaction to school shooting kind of stuff. Here's mm-hmm. some of that. Youth of the Nation. Sure, getting a lot of the chords, but yeah. I think that's going to be it. I think, yeah. and I, I like that song, but I do think that it's sort of a product of its time because it is from back when uh, America still thought school shootings were bad. Yeah. <laughs> or, when did they, wait, when did they become okay? Uh, I think probably pretty recently. <laughs> uh, well, they just sort of stopped caring. It's like. There's like a football game, and then there's also a shoot school shooting on the news. It's, this is what happens. There's yeah. a whole segment. What happened in the mid-aughts when the NRA took over the world, yeah. and we started talking about school shootings like weather disasters rather than totally preventable human actions. Yeah, right. tragedies, right? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that that track was huge. Uh, also, the track that's always been played at the football games, uh, Here Comes the Boom or Boom, I forget the name. It's just called Boom. Boom. Hey, yeah. are you, are that's, you, a, that's a football game track. Yeah. Are you guys aware, before we listen to Boom, are you guys aware that Satellite by P.O.D. Uh, dropped on September 11th, 2001? <gasps> I was not aware of that. <laughs> so here's Boom. Question, do um, you think that might be a little bit poorly timed? <laughs> this is the part where I don't speak. No, yeah, that's that's uh, absolutely, absolutely fair. I'll go ahead and take this bullet for you. Imagine waking up in the morning. You just, you, you're firing up Napster. It's, it's the day after my birthday. It's the day the after your birthday. It's the day after my 10th birthday. All right. September 9-11. Okay, so he, baby Heath Huffman wakes up. Newly He's 10. Newly 10. First day in the double digits. Fires up Napster. He goes out. He downloads Boom by P.O.D. He's just about to fire it up on his computer when he sees that his parents have turned on the news. He's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll just listen to it in my headphones. <laughs> there's no, like, there's no end to that story. It's just he sees 9-11 and listens to the song at the same time. Like, there's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that is hilarious. Like, like, kind of wicked, but also hilarious. <laughs> uh, but anyway, big deal as far as that track. Uh, the two reasons why that particular album was... It was it was really just me hanging out with uh, mostly 10th grade boys. Uh, I, I took a took him on a big mission trip, and so I had a I drove one of the fifteen passenger vans, uh, and it was full of these boys, and we listened to that album all the way there and back. Uh, at a camp I went to uh, the year after that, they played a game called Battle Ball, which was like a much rougher version of dodgeball. Yeah, and this album they just ran it the whole time that the, the boys played. And Wait, so, brutal. What, are, what is Battle Ball? Battle Ball is dodgeball. I don't know on steroids. And are the balls PCP. harder? Do they have spikes? They are they are always and intentionally um, mixed up, and uh, that there there comes a point when you get down to five on five, there becomes no longer a uh, a through line, and it, it turns into up down sit down um, dodgeball. I don't know if you know this variation either. No, where if you um, get hit, you sit down. 
when you're down to the five. Mm-hmm. And if anybody catches a ball from your team, all of you get to pop back up. Yes, I am familiar. Oh, that's well balanced. And yeah. so, and it just would go on forever until somebody finally won, and then we'd all play again. And uh, we played a lot of that at a particular camp. So, so good. And you just cranked satellites. Well, the, the, the whole satellite album, yeah. That was, was, was a lot of fun. That's incredible. Uh, I I gotta say, I as much as I like the song Satellite, I gotta say, Dave Matthews Band song Satellite. That Satellite is, is much better. Is a lot better <laughs> as far. far as yeah, for my money, I think Dave ba- Dave Matthews Band does a better Satellite song, followed by Guster and then Pod. You almost said Dave Band, which Dave, the Dave, Dave Band. Band, the Dave, the Dave Band Band, <laughs> the Dave Band is what it would have been in the seventies. <laughs> Uh, Dustin, what other tracks are? Uh, what other tracks do you remember fondly from Payable on? Is it Delivery or Death? Uh, death. Okay, it making death. sure. Yeah. It's twice as badass as Delivery in pretty much every circumstance. <laughs> Typically so. Uh, really, uh, the, there's not a lot of standouts on the rest of the album. Uh, I do like. Uh, well, I just list a bunch of songs and make you have to really play a lot of stuff. Uh, there is a little bit of their uh, later move to something more of a reggae fusion kind of thing going on in a pretty weak track that I don't love. Um, it's like the first experiment with doing something more on this sort of reggae kind of line uh, okay. with their sound. And so it's without John Nothing, um, which is track 13, uh, featuring a, a guest uh, album. Oh, it's on it's on satellite. Oh, it we're is. still talking about satellite, right? We're still yes. talking. Uh, without John Nothing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You can't find it, huh? Oh, I can find it. <laughs> it's 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 a rough featuring track. featuring HR Human Resources. Home Star Runner on delivery. Human Resources. Hummus regurgitation yeah. is on this. Here we go. Without John, nothing. I love that this came in here because that is the single worst part of the entire song. It's already pretty bad, so you got uh, you you got the worst part of the pill uh, right there. But it doesn't get much better after that. Here's what I will say about "Without John Nothing." I like the I like the dubby guitar. I like how much reverb there was on that guitar. Uh, I, I I could I could blaze a fatty to that that track. But what I do not like was his insane reggae voice decision. That was HR. Oh, That's why no. HR got involved. Yeah, that was that was where that happened. He is certainly someone not to be asked back. Oh, <laughs> that's so upsetting. So upsetting. They just got lunch together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're like, are you guys doing a reggae track? Oh, I've got this great reggae voice. Um, that's... Uh... Now... They what smoke is, weed, right? I I assume so. They have to. I have They've no idea, to. but I assume so. So what's what's a song of theirs that sort of showcases that reggae influence that is good? Okay, that is good. I mean, that's all the way at the Testify album. I don't know if we're doing this chronologically or whatever, but we now we're 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 jumping. It's oh, just, so we're gonna jump. So. It's, just, it's just popcorn. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, in that case, I would suggest. I really want to say. Oh, go ahead, just do Roots and Stereo, uh, the first track off of Testify. All right, Roots and Stereo uh, by P.O.D. off Testify. Oh, 
Wow. Wow. They really improved on that. They definitely yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, that's a strong track, yeah. And, I, and that's a good song. And Mattis Yahoo is the uh, guest rapper on okay. that. Okay. No way. He, he's on two tracks on that album. Phenomenal. Oh, Oh, they don't they don't say which ones he's featuring on. What's the other Modest Yahoo track? Uh Strength of My Life. Strength Didn't of My Life. Okay. More Modest Yahoo on POD. Testify. My favorite kind of reggae is the reggae that sounds like it's on a mountain. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Like reggae that sounds like it's outside. Yeah. Because reggae. if it's inside, I'm coughing on that, on that, uh, on that devil's lettuce smoke. Yeah. Uh, but that outdoor reggae, you might just like, it's just the kind of thing that happens when you see an eagle. Eagles love reggae, and it's been proven. Everybody knows that. There's, <laughs> There's two science animals. behind this. <laughs> There's two animals, three animals that love reggae. There's eagles, lions, notorious reggae lovers. Um, I didn't have a third one planned out. I'm going to go ahead and say warthogs. <laughs> okay. Warthogs do I think love... warthogs probably would love reggae. All kinds of warthogs love re reggae. The vehicle in Halo, I think, also. I think is, they're... If if you press a certain combination of buttons, it turns on a radio in the Warthog, but it only plays reggae. <laughs> it only plays Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Master Chief uh, is a real reggae Rasta man. I, I feel like that's under, an yeah. accurate statement. Underneath that battle suit. He's always Master Chiefing on that. <laughs> Master Chief. <sighs> Um, you guys know George R. R. Martin is short for George Reggae Rasta Martin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice original joke, Heath, that you came yeah. up with. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right there. Um, Dalton, would you like to uh, say that joke in my stead and we just cut me saying it out? <laughs> but leave in me saying nice joke, Heath. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas. I don't know if you guys uh, have heard about this. I don't know if you're aware of this. Do you know that uh, George R. R. Martin is just short for George Reggae Rasta Martin? <laughs> Oof. Oh, my. <laughs> nice original joke, Heath, that you wrote. You guys all saw that good deed I did, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Um, all right. Uh, okay, so uh, hit me with some more tracks. What else are you... Uh... Oh, just the tracks that I love? Yeah, well, we can definitely do that. Let me just look, just to make sure I get everything exactly correct as terms of words. Um, I really like um, I like Lights Out a lot, uh, track two on Testify. I'm going to mostly talk about Testify because it's my favorite P.O.D. album. Cool, cool, cool. Wow, yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah, and that's on the coattails yeah. of a of a of a reggae song. Yeah, that's huh. so good. And I gotta say, I, I came into this not like a huge. I would say at actively a person who makes fun of rap rock. Okay, yeah, but 
like pod is good (laughs) welcome welcome comrade (laughs) i I don't know how to feel about it but i think i do this happens in our group chat a lot where we start researching a band and someone always says "Uh uh-oh i think blank is good yeah I did that with Newsboys last week. Yeah, that happened with Newsboys. That we did that with Striper together. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> we just got into Striper. We were like, "Those cats can play." <laughs> Those <laughs> cats can play. Yeah, you guys are like much older than me all of a sudden. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun. I mean, it's fun. It's fine. I don't love Striper, but it's whatever. But those I mean, cats can play. Yeah, they can shred yeah. a guitar. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> they can shred a guitar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing about POD is that they are – they're in that sort of moment where these quasi-Christian bands existed that were mm-hmm. actually good. Well, I mean, they were at least enough to be mainstream and popular. So you've right. got – Evanescence earlier mentioned, Creed would be an example here where there's a sort of spirituality or something going on with their lyrics. Switchfoot. Switchfoot. Well, Wait. Switchfoot was a real little Christian band that made – that that did crossover. So they're more like a, a bigger version of what Jars of Clay tried to do. Hang on. Oh, Yeah. Was Evanescence Christian? I mean, I know her dad, Amy Lee's dad. Um, I used to, I used to know in Little Rock. Yeah, uh, they're they're a Christian band. Well, they're, they're not a Christian band. They're Christians in a band. Could okay, but Wake Me Up Inside is pretty that's Christian. no, no, that's uh, isn't that Paramount? No. Oh, it's Evanescence. Wake okay. me up, wake me okay. up inside. I can't wake up. Wake me up inside. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very no, much right. a, a salvation kind of, you know. Wow, it, it's it's the metal version of what Lord I lift your name on high, right? Just tell. Wow, <laughs> wow, holy shit! Wow, I okay. love that. Okay, um, but uh, Pod were one of those bunch of different you know groups at that time. But Pod had was always the edgier bunch because they were metal, and metal was scarier in general. And uh, typically not the favorite kind of music of youth pastors, so it doesn't get pressed on kids in the sort of again. Mm-hmm. Uh, pyramid scream that is christian music and contemporary youth ministry but uh, anyway uh historically the the favorite music of youth pastors is pop punk yeah i think that's probably accurate yeah yeah, yeah a lot of youth pastors are like reliant k heads basically mm-hmm. yeah i know <laughs> don't <laughs> anyway so pod though they're uh they're controversial a little bit because they're a little metal um and they're playing at Ozfest. And they're they're definitely hanging out and associating with acts that are the scariest that that youth pastors sort of preach against, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to if Audio Adrenaline hung out with a rock band, who would it be? You know, I don't even know. Right. That's a good question. That's, Alex, do you have an answer? Uh, my my I mean, my gut said you too. You too. Okay. I mean, I, I'm thinking more of the time though. They be they would be playing with like, oh god, like Hootie and the Blowfish or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just a okay. very sort yeah. of unoffensive kind of alternative, you know, kind of stuff from the '90s. So you know, they're still safe. The youth pastor would be mad that you're listening to that song, right? Are, right. As opposed to Ozzy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You uh, kids listening to Hootie? Oh <laughs> <laughs> my! Hey. I'm I'm here to talk to you about the. The death you can find in Hootie and the Blowfish. You can take that Hootie and scooty along. <laughs> Jeez Louise. You see this liquid I'm pouring into this pitcher? This Hootie and the Blowfish right here. <laughs> oh, no. That'll, <laughs> the that'll pollute your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and look how much more water it takes me to get all that hoot out.
But yeah, POD is great though because so it's great. it is edgy and it is like real rock and roll music that happens to have that sort of positive messaging that's going on with it. It is about stuff about you know learning from your mistakes. It's about you know appreciating every day of your life. You know, it's about those kind of things. It's about being a teenager, being angry, but not getting stuck there. You know, so so it's almost like. Uh, it's it's like there's the metal that you listen to that are that is a saying things that you're saying yourself when you're a teenager, and then you have that cool tatted uncle who also speaks into your life. That guy mm-hmm. is so metal, but he's saying because he's a little older some things that are a little bit wiser, a little bit more helpful, if that makes sense. So it's it's a different mm-hmm. sort of weird kind of place. Huh. I like that a lot. Uh it kind of it kind of shows you that maybe there is like a time to be angry and there's a time to be in that, but there's also a time to not be in that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And don't talk about your struggles. You know, uh, there, there's a, there's a track on the end of test five. I'm just gonna keep giving you test five tracks. Say hello, uh, which is all about saying hello to the bad man that sometimes you push me so far. And, uh, it's, uh, it's like REM's losing my religion, which is about mm-hmm. losing my temper. And mm-hmm. it's like, even though I have certain commitments, uh, you keep messing with me. I'm, I'm, you're going to, I, I struggle with this, so say hello to the Batman. All right, here I got it. Say hello, uh, POD off of Testify. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. cooks. That's super good. Yeah. And so it does that thing that, you know, again, all that sort of Slayer, sort of, you know, corn of the era kind mm-hmm. of music might be doing. But it's, it, it's doing it as not a teenager who's just mad at his dad, right? Yeah, not for the sake of itself. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's not written from the per- – I mean, again, those, those 20-somethings that are in those bands are still basically teenagers mad at their dads. The guys in POD are guys who got in their 20s. Well, you know what? I was really mad at my dad. It wasn't entirely fair to him or me. Mm-hmm. And so how do we talk about that? They're just they're just closer to their dads. Well, maybe, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned earlier that POD in general, maybe the specific album kind of ties into your spirituality heavily. Yes, it does. You want to dig into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, it's, it's less, it's it's more lyrical, but it's also sort of the the way that they drink from some of the influences in terms of like reggae and metal and and, and hip hop and uh, those kind of things. And so there's there's two things at work there. First of all, this idea that if we are doing something at all as uh, people who have you know been spoken to by God. We are. We got to bring that light and that love everywhere we go. So there's a good track on uh, the Payable on Death album, right? Which is uh, I thought I listened to it this week, and I thought this is my least favorite album. It's fine. It's really fine. Uh, but for some reason, I thought it was it was really bad. But there's a track called Revolution. Let me find that for you. Yeah. All right, Revolution uh, off of Payable on Death by Pod. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, again, they're they're working that reggae thing out. By the time they hit testify, they've really got it kind of put together. This yeah. one's a little on the strong side, but the idea is, 
if we are really saying that love has spoken and love wants to speak love to every other human being on the planet, then um, we're going to have to really change what we're doing. And, you know, was again, was I'm just losing my mind because I'm looking around church going, I'm not seeing that happening. And uh, so it's a very sort of critical idea, but also this idea, again, bringing revolution, uh, you know, light and love and those kind of things into people's lives. So, yeah, it spoke to me in, in, in kind of a crazy way. And also it speaks this idea of just how tough it is and what we're doing is counterintuitive. It is countercultural, uh, but not in the way, again, that you so, you know, the, the Christian sort of small subculture kind of thing. But it's engaged in a way to change, to make things better. And also just uh, – the idea of using the music of formerly enslaved peoples. This is just sort of like my, my sort of English nerd coming out now here a little bit. Mm -hmm. But this kind of music, uh, using this to say, we still see light, we still see something that's good, and we, we, still, we still keep hoping. And so it moves back into, you know, like field spirituals and that kind of stuff. And uh, this idea that, you know, I may be running up a mountain with chains tied to my feet, but I'm going to keep running, you know, which is, you know, it's, it's one, of the, one of the lines on um, Strength of My Life, and which we have already played. Uh, but that's, that kind of stuff really always spoke to me and always sort of changed me. Um, and this idea that um, I, I can make a choice to think positively, that that is, that is overwhelmingly sort of a theme uh, in their music. It's like, yeah, I'm really, really mad, and I am not staying here. We need to go somewhere else that I have gifts and there's there's other things. And if I stay here, it's not good for me or anybody else around me. And uh, this idea that the one thing I can change in a given interpersonal situation is me. And so, yeah. yeah. So uh, do you do you feel that way about reggae in general? Yeah. I mean, in general, I, I, I again, reggae. I can only listen to itself in smaller quantities, and I don't know what that is about reggae or about me uh, and my personal tastes, but uh, reggae itself, it is, uh, I don't know, it, it's almost, even though it does have some of that resistance narrative to it, it's so overwhelmingly happy because the time signature, was it 6-8? I don't know, music, tell me. I don't know if it's a time signature thing as much as is a syncopation thing. Yeah, uh, it's more of an offbeats thing. Yeah, but you can't listen to reggae and not smile. Yeah, yeah, and it's, a, it's so it's sort of one mood, if that makes sense. N no matter what the lyrical content may happen to be, it has that yeah. in common with ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And and ska is kind of like a punchline now, but ska does have that. Like ska is sort of a vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. It's. It's not as interesting of a genre of music, but it's definitely a, a vibe consistent. For sure, it's hard to do a sad ska song. Yeah, I can't even imagine I, what I'm that would be. I'm trying to think of it, and I just, I can't. I in my head, I can't make those horns sad enough. Yeah, ska is crazy because they will talk. They will sing about sad things, mm -hmm. but it's nice. It's fun yeah. still. Mm -hmm. And reggae is kind of the same for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Like, uh, I don't want to get too off track, but the song My Skateboard by the Aquabats. Mm -hmm. You remember that one? No. Um, it's a ska song, and the lyrics are, I just wanted to come, I just wanted you to come over, sit on the couch, and hold me tight. But you went out with some dumb jock and left me alone with my oh. skateboard tonight. Oh, That was deeply sad. Yeah. Yeah, and he fucked his skateboard. <laughs> one would have to assume. <laughs> oh, my God. 
there isn't a good side to do that on. Um, but my point <laughs> is it's still very fun, even though it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, like, like uh, I guess that sort of umbrella genre of like, uh, would you call it Caribbean contemporary genres? I, I suppose, yeah. They are very um, cognizant of like some kind of positivity being uh, sent out. Um, so, uh, what else do you, do you have other tracks that kind of like tie into like spirituality and things like that for you? Okay. I'm going to, I'll give, I'll give you a selection here. And this is one of those, uh, it's a really uneven album again on uh, the payable on death album. It's the first track is called wildfire. So you can go ahead and start finding it. Right. But, uh, they make this weird lyrical choice or not lyrical, but, uh, singing choice and how they sing a particular lyric in the uh, verses. So I always want to change the track when I hear the verses, but I really like the chorus uh, of, of a song called Wildfire. But it, it, it's another one of those just, you know, let's do something, let's change something kind of songs. Yeah, cool. I've got it right here. Wildfire by P.O.D. Yeah, uh, lots of lots of discussion about passion mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, how I get it though is is that like kind of the theme of the album? Maybe on this particular like, album, I I don't really know. Man, I never thought about it having a theme. This is the album, of course, that is kind of controversial, and people are like, are they really a Christian band because there's a naked butterfly girl on the cover mm -hmm. with oh, the word yeah. Sanctus written over her nethers. Um, oh, uh -oh. and so the yeah a lot of youth pastors didn't know what to do with that which just that amuses sense. me all kinds <laughs> uh but but the question is 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 that generally the theme of this particular album i would say yeah a little bit freedom fighters has sort of got that same kind of idea uh buried in and it's also a really really solid track it's probably one of the better tracks on the album all right i've got it right here freedom fighters by pod Kind of teasing that reggae thing again. Yeah, yeah, that, that that one's almost got it where they're going to be at, at, at by the time they get to testify. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like uh, lots of lots of like revolutionary talk, but like kind of that like sort of Christian idea of revolution, mm -hmm. where like let's let's like love is the revolution, that kind of thing. Right, right, and it, well, I mean, because of Sonny's background, he's Brazilian, the lead singer. Mm -hmm. um, he's Brazilian, and so he's got a pretty close connection to liberation theology in general. Oh, nice. Which is yeah. that, again, Sweet. leftist Marxist sort of version of Christianity that's, that's that, that definitely implores those sorts of metaphors to be used. The so, good stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Gustavo Gutierrez, uh, Theology of Liberation, if you want some heavy reading to your listener. Ooh, it's good stuff. Gustavo Gutierrez. Theology of Liberation. That's... Uh, that's pretty cool. I don't think we could read that in one week, but no. um, <laughs> um so uh let's let's uh, hit me with one more that you really like. One more that I really like. Well, I'm going to definitely get one off of Testify because it is my favorite of the albums. And uh let's do let's do oh man, so much good stuff. Let's do uh let's do Sounds Like War. Why not? Oh wait, sorry what? Sounds Like War. 
Sounds like war. Okay, I've got it right here. Sounds like war by POD. Good song. Uh, what's going on in there? Uh, it's it, it's this idea that there's a, there's a whole lot going on and should be doing something about. It. You shouldn't just be laying down and taking the world the way it is. Mm. You know, like the way people are treating each other, the way things are happening. Like this is bad, and it's because people lay down. But also, the way we wage war is like with peace, love, harmony. You know that our weapons are slightly different. And uh, that we don't, you know, wage war against flesh and blood. We're about fighting ideas, which means people right. aren't your enemies, which is a thing Christians never got, which is why I'm sad. <laughs> more youth groups didn't <laughs> listen more closely to more POD. That controversy is why. I know, uh, yeah. That that very, very offensive butterfly girl. That sexy, sexy butterfly. No, she is not that. Mm. No, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> I really look at it. No, thank you. Uh, let's move into final thoughts yes absolutely okay so we're going to give our final thoughts on the band at large and our rating system is a little different we do it out of 12 disciples keep in mind one of those disciples is Judas and that's not such a good thing right so one star super bad in two ways so one star you can like you could say one disciple, and it's Judas, and that's the worst score. Oh, so it's like your half star. Judas is your half. Yeah, I, I try not to put a point value on it. Um, I just kind of think of it as like maybe trending up or trending down. Okay. So um, that makes the perfect score the best score, I suppose. Eleven disciples, no Judas. All right, yeah. all right. I got you. I <laughs> yeah. got you. So uh, who wants to start? Well, I want. I'm curious because I want to know. Uh, I don't, you guys didn't hadn't listened to a whole lot of POD. I assume right. you probably knew Youth of the Nation and Southtown, mm-hmm. right? Which we didn't even talk about that album. Uh, but uh, that being said, I want to know where you were and if the needle moved for you guys at all. I would say that for me, the needle definitely moved. Um, you know, going into this, I was I was like, you know, POD. It's probably going to just be just like corn or whatever. Um, but no, POD like. I became like very good. <laughs> Excellent. Like yeah, not just lyric, the cuz they're they're heavy um in a way that I like. They're not well, they're not heavy in my favorite way, which is in in a more garage punky kind of way. Sure, yeah. Um like a Ty Siegel like type way. Like a Ty Siegel type way, yeah. Like a, like yeah, like the Epsilons. Mm-hmm. Um but it hits a lot of like buttons that I, you know, um, that I didn't realize it would. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'll say seven disciples, I think. No Judas. Okay. All yeah. Right. Okay. The needle moved for me as well. Um, I feel like it's really easy for people that uh, don't want to like Christian rock to just say, oh, it's like corn, but right. bad or whatever. Right. Um, it's really easy to do that, but you uh gave us a very nuanced like crash course on why pod is good um pod does is doing a lot of things correctly in my opinion as mm-hmm. a band they have a sound like a jet like a very cohesive sound yeah and it's ha- genuinely theirs even yeah. as it evolves it still remains yeah. genuinely there they have yeah. a sound that is not diet somebody else right which is huge for christian bands because they have so much trouble with that specifically 
Um, now, when and I was like, okay, as we've been going through this, I was like, all right, POD does have a sound, and even though it kind of got a little bit weird on that one reggae track on Satellite, which yeah. was funny, it was it was definitely funny and kind of a strange thing. But um, then w- when you started digging into like how uh, like their their background and their interpretation on Christianity is uh, a very leftist, which I think is truer to form for Christianity than like some people that are perhaps kind of on the inside of that, mm-hmm. um, like American Christians kind of don't really ever have to contend with that idea that Christianity is a leftist ideology um, as a political force. Um, And I think that the way that they're presenting that is uh, not only incredibly effective, but very accessible. Um, So I'm going to throw POD a a nine, no Judas. Whoa. Yeah. That's That's outstanding. Yeah. Wow. As I said, well, I like this band a lot. I picked it as soon as I heard about this thing. You know, I hang out here a lot because I record my podcast, the Good Trash Genre Cast, plug mm-hmm. plug, uh, there with Dalton uh, here at the same location. And uh, he said, hey, I'm doing this thing about Christian music. And I'm like, you know, my, my, my favorite Christian band, which is like the least Christian of the Christian bands, mm-hmm. is P.O.D. And I, I, I'm, yeah, that makes me really, really happy. Uh, so if I was going to give it a rating... Ah, uh, man. Uh, so this is like just how much I like this band or how perfect this band is is what we're trying to say. How much how do much, they succeed? How much do they succeed? Oh, then I'd give it out of out – of, uh, I'd give it a 10 out of uh, – yeah, definitely yeah. a 10 out of 12 with a Judas. Okay. Maybe a little yeah. fuzzy on Keep them honest. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll honest. give it a 10. I think they, they, they know what they're doing, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, but uh, an example of them sort of not is, again, the cover of the Payable on Death album. They mm-hmm. didn't – they didn't have to do it that way, and it was a it was a fight that's really not even their fight, right? This is not a particular yeah. issue as far as obscenity or that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's really even what they talk about, you know, freedom of speech kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, I don't know if this that statement like achieved anything, but um, that's a great score. Pod, you're you're good. Uh, come on the come on the show. Pod, please come on the podcast. Please come on the cast. Let us know what your favorite Bring Christian band back. is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so two more things and we'll get out of here. Um, thing number one, um, you know how we reviewed Barley Girl earlier. That is because our previous guest, Hannah Smith, recommended them to us, uh, to, to consume and then discuss on the podcast. Um, it's now your turn to give us a piece of Christian or tangentially Christian media for us to consume for next week. All right, um, I will give you this one. Uh, this cat is a Calvinist, but I dig him anyway. And I've uh, met him. He's been in my home a couple times. Uh, check out Derek Webb. And uh, he, he was a lead singer for a band called Cabin's Call. And he's since done Cabin's some stuff Call. on his own. Oh. But look at, look at some of the Derek Webb stuff uh, by himself. So it's that weird sort of uh, cross between folksy kind of singer-songwriter music and kind of worship music. Okay. Uh, Wedding Dress is one of my favorite tracks. All right, okay. excellent. Derek Webb. Derek Webb. All right, thank you so much. Uh, finally, um, where can we find you online? Oh, I yeah, it's it, plugs time. Okay, Good uh, Trash Genrecast. Uh, official plugs time. Yeah, that, yeah, that's my podcast. I'm on it. It's found at goodtrashmedia.com. We've got the archives of a handful of other projects that we have done in the past. Uh, most of them are on hiatus at this point. Mm-hmm. we got more of those things happening. You can find the show's Twitter at good underscore trash. And you can find me on the Twitter at Dustin Sells. That's S-E-L-L-S. Uh, just at my name. No spaces, no caps. Mm-hmm. All right, Dustin, thank you so much. That concludes this episode of The Praise Down. We're going to sign off, as we always say, 
as we're always saying on on the praise down, Alex, what are we always saying? Uh, you know, you know us here on the praise down. We're always saying, uh, you know, our our catchphrase, as it were, is uh, let your let your wings ascend, but don't do it too hard. But don't do it too hard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank- yeah. Let your wings ascend, but don't do it too hard. <laughs> that thing we're always saying. Yep. All right, Dustin, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I've loved it. It's great.